Honestly, if I had a penny for the number of times someone's told me that when it comes to making nutrition changes and adding more exercise into their lives, they need to go all in or they won't do it at all, well, I'd be a millionaire by now probably. Followed by the inevitable crash a few weeks later where they fall off the wagon, having not always listened to my advice to slow it down a tad, which is accompanied by guilt, self-loathing and that general feeling of just being incapable of change. Well, I think there's a really simple reason that this happens, and it's got absolutely nothing to do with us being unable to change or lacking in willpower or just not having what it takes to keep up. And I've watched loads of women make this change and end up feeling so much better about themselves and build a much more successful and manageable fitness routine to boot. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today in this week's podcast. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Hello, welcome back. I'm really delighted to be bringing you my second episode today, and I'm really, really excited to share this one with you, because I think that this is something that is so, so important and actually can be really transformational. In fact, I would say it's one of the main cornerstones of what I teach my clients. And when I've worked with women who have made this change, I've found that they do tend to stick with things for longer. They feel better about fitting exercise and wellness into their lives. And they actually end up achieving things that they didn't think were possible before in their previous lives where they were on and off the wagon, up and down on the roller coaster, and, you know, never quite getting where they wanted to. And that's because changing your thinking to thinking a little bit smaller can really flip that conversation you're likely having in your head right now. You know, the one that tells you you should be doing more, doing better, having more willpower and doing all the things to actually see the results. I did it myself for many years, so I'm familiar with that feeling. And for so many of us, it just leads to us constantly falling off the wagon and feeling badly about ourselves and feeling like we never actually reach the point where we're totally happy with ourselves. And let's face it, most diet and exercise plans out there aren't really designed for longevity. They're designed for the quick result. And even if we do manage to stick with it and do get to the end, and that's a big if, by the way, we generally find that we can't maintain that thing long-term. We can't maintain that routine long-term. And so the weight comes back on, the exercise routine dwindles to nothing, and we have to go back and do it all over again. Now, I'm sure you've heard this all before. If you haven't, be prepared to be quite surprised by this. But up to 95% of diets don't actually work. That's right, 95%. So only 5% of people will lose the weight and keep that weight off long term. Most people will put all the weight and sometimes more back on within a few years. And many of those will do it within months. I mean, you know, we all know we lose half a stone, we get complacent, it feels hard, we stop, we put the half stone back on again. A year later, six months later, 
we start again because it worked last time, didn't it? So we're going to do it all over again. But like I'm always saying to people, if it actually worked for you, you wouldn't be back here doing it all over again because you'd have kept that weight off for the long term. But, you know, diet culture has got us all stuck in that loop and feeling that we need to go all in because we think that otherwise we're not going to achieve what we need to and what we want to. And that is really influenced by the culture that makes us think that the only really worthy transformation is the one that happens quickly. And it comes with that awesome before and after photo too, doesn't it? Look at my body. Isn't it amazing? But I've put all of that in the bin. I think it's a load of old rubbish. And instead, I prefer to think about small changes. But what does that mean exactly? Well, for me, it means that it's probably going to be better when you're starting out to aim for two 20-minute sessions a week rather than gunning for four one-hour sessions a week. Apart from anything, if you've not done anything for a while, four sessions in a week is going to absolutely wreck you. You're going to be so sore, so achy, so tired that you're going to not want to go back for more next time. Whereas if you start a little bit smaller, I'm not saying there won't be a little bit of an ache, but it's not going to be as bad. And you're going to be encouraged. You're going to be encouraged to go back because it didn't feel like it was too bad. Or when it comes to your diet, it could be that you actually start by adding more veg into your diet and drinking more water. And that becomes your start point rather than the cutting out protocol, you know, cut out all the carbs and the sugar. And let's face it, with all of that, we cut out the joy as well. And there's a really big reason for this. And that is that we are creatures of habit. So our brains really like routine. And once we've done something enough times, our brain will incorporate that into our routine to the extent that we don't really think about it much anymore. Because if we had to make decisions every day and we had to remake those same decisions every single day, our brains just would not be able to cope. So they create habits, whether that habit is brushing your teeth in the morning or having a takeaway every Friday or eating chocolate at four o'clock every day or sitting on the sofa at 6pm rather than doing an exercise session. And by the way, I am not saying those things are inherently bad. Uh, Maybe more on that another time. But what I am saying is that when we suddenly try to change all of those habits at once, our brain starts to rebel. So it wants to stay in routine. It wants to keep the habit. So it will do everything it can to keep us there, to keep us in our safe place, to keep us in that place that um, we are familiar with and that we are used to. So when we fail with those changes, it has nothing to do with our willpower nothing to do with us not being able to do it or there being anything wrong with us. It has got everything to do with the fact that we are just human. And actually, a lot of studies have also shown that willpower is a finite resource. So if you have to make a lot of decisions about your actions in a day, because maybe you've made all of those sweeping changes to your life in one go, you end up getting decision and willpower fatigue. So by the afternoon or the evening, or most certainly by the end of the week, when you're feeling a bit tired and you've got overwhelmed because you've made so many different decisions this week and you've had to exercise your willpower on multiple, multiple occasions, suddenly you want literally nothing to do with that healthy new lifestyle. You throw caution to the wind. The whole lot goes to pot. Tell yourself you're going to start again on Monday. Cue huge amounts of guilt and you're back to square one again. And I actually really like to compare this all to a veg dodging toddler. So if you had a three-year-old who was refusing to eat veg, the last thing, literally the last thing you're going to do is present them with a plate of carrots and broccoli and expect them to just get on with it and eat it all. Instead, you're going to start by adding maybe some hidden veg into the pasta sauce. Then you might ask them to try just one little piece of carrot. Then once they do that, maybe a few pieces of carrot. 
Once you've tackled that, you might get them to try something else. You take it really gently because you don't want a toddler tantrum on your hands. So you're going to take your time. You're going to introduce things slowly but surely. You're going to gently, gently persuade them that it's okay, that veg is fine, that they can try it and nothing bad is going to happen. And if you think about your brain in the same way, you start to see how throwing all of the veg at it at once isn't really going to stick. So I like to think in terms of going gently and easing ourselves into new habits that we want to create. So you can start with the two workouts a week and adding an extra portion of veg into each meal. Stick with it, create the habit, show your brain that it's going to be okay, show your brain that it's just a small change and that it's easy and that it's going to be something you're going to maintain and also start to feel the difference in your body. You know, the joy out of getting a workout in, which you might not have done if you'd needed a whole hour, for example. The endorphin rush you get at the end, starting to feel that a little bit stronger. And once you've done that and you start to feel all of those positive effects and you've created that new habit, then you add a bit more and you add another workout in. You make another nutrition change and slowly but surely you're going to move towards that place where you have created something achievable, but that's also going to take you towards your health and fitness goals. And there's no time limit on this, by the way. It doesn't actually matter if it takes two months or a year. The most important thing is that you just move forwards slowly but surely. And believe me when I say that I am still a work in progress, you know, I still haven't found or reached my own perfect fitness routine or my own perfect wellness routine. It is something that I work with, work with and on all the time. But I know that it's fine because I'm in it for the long term so that I can stay fit and strong and healthy for literally decades to come. And honestly, when I tell people to actually do less in their planning and when I tell them that they don't have to stop eating chocolate, they don't have to stop drinking wine and actually they can just start by adding in more nutrition, it's almost like I visibly see them just relax and kind of know that it's okay. And that in itself tells me a lot about what I need to know about how their body is going to respond to those much smaller, much simpler changes. And let's face it, if you can feel more relaxed about something, you're so much more likely to do it and to keep it up. So if you're currently off the wagon and thinking about getting on it, but you're a bit put off by all the work involved, or if you tend to be really hard on yourself and expect perfection, or if you just like to find a better balance that feels easier and kinder within your life, then it might be worth trying this approach and, you know, trying to gun for something a little bit smaller rather than having to necessarily go all in all the time. And I'm not, you know, even with this, I'm not saying that it's necessarily an easy change. You know, for me, for example, in my dieting years, it did take me quite a long time to wean myself off the diets for good. Um, and the temptation for a quick fix is always there. It's always there in the background, but just take a step at a time. It sometimes helps to get a little bit angry at all the time you spent doing diets and feeling guilty for not achieving your daily goals. Um, but use that energy, use that energy to take you to a different place and to do something a little bit different this time. So I'd love to hear what you have to think about that. Did you resonate with that? Does it make you feel more relaxed? Does it make you feel that changing your lifestyle could actually be done in a really, you know, achievable way, in a way that is much kinder to you? Or do you think there's still that voice in your head that still wants to go all in? Either way, I hope this has given you something to mull over and maybe when you're ready, start to put it into action soon. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about a little something I've got coming up for you. 
On the evening of Monday the 24th of May, I'm going to be running a Motivation Reboot workshop and I would love for you to join me. So if you're maybe struggling to get motivated in the first place or you find that you start a new fitness regime really well before it quickly fades away to nothing, then this is for you. I'm going to be talking all about how to get motivated, the things that hold us all back, I'm going to give you my number one tip for getting started. We're going to talk about why motivation fades and we're going to talk about how to keep hold of it for longer. And the great thing is you can apply this to all parts of your life. All you're going to need is 45 minutes, a notebook, a pen and the willingness to bust through some of the things that are holding you back. Head to chickfit.lpages.co slash motivation hyphen reboot or you can find the link in the show notes. Have an amazing day and I'm going to see you all again next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.